Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, I'm joined by Luke Owen. Yes, you can say hello. Hello, I'm Luke Owen. Hello to the Wrestle Talk Universe, the Wrestle Talk uh, Community, Wrestle Talkers. How are you, Oliver Davis? Oh, is this is this an actual spiel you you do? Yeah, I think so. I guess so. it yeah, is yeah, the yeah. same every yeah. time. Sorry, sorry, I stepped over your catchphrase. It's okay. I know that the reason why we feel like we're a bit rushed is because uh, we were meant to leave the studio about twenty minutes ago, and we've only just finished recording uh, mm. today's Wrestle Ramble. Recording it very far in advance, so actually a couple of days. So it just feels like we're kind of like. We're against time at the moment. And we're, we're late for appointments already. So quickly into the reviews for some quick cheap pops. From, this is written from Kieran, Kieran Ryan NNN3. Cool username. <laughs> My men, he writes. Ollie and Luke are the best. Never miss a WrestleTalk news or a ramble. Good for my walk to work. Balanced and a brilliant show all round. If I weren't skint, I'd be a Patreon. My favourite podcast, G-O-A-T, which stands for the greatest of all time. Not only that, but also an emoji of an actual goat. Yes. Cheers, Kieran Ryan. Great, great review. Uh, Harry M9 says... Glorious! Both Ollie and Luke provide insightful views on current affairs in the wrestling world, as well as humorously, as the name suggests, ramble about everything and anything. In terms of entertainment, you really won't find anything better. Woo! Cheers, yes. Harry MN. Good night. Um, M9. M9. <laughs> Let's get into the show. So, uh, shall we get on to the mailbag question? This yes. is one we haven't got. We've had this in our our uh, backlog for ages Do you know what? and it's really funny as well because so we have had this more or less since we started doing the wrestle around me being here full time mm. we've had this email in our backlog where we've had patreon questions that we've had to to get through first and we felt really bad we actually were making it a bit of a joke that that uh that this email was being treated like uh matt damon on uh thingy wasn't it you were like oh we've just run out of time and we can't do it anymore you have just reminded me oh yeah that we need to reveal oh, who God, won the fantasy right. booking <laughs> Which so we didn't we, so do. We're not delaying the we're not delaying it, but we do need to give this out first because this is a this is a thing that we forgot to do twice. It was meant to be last Wednesday, and uh, we forgot it in the Saturday one. So yes, who won the fantasy booking warfare from 
two uh, nine days ago, I think it <laughs> yeah. is now, uh, which was rebooking the debut of Bobby Roode. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you went for a overblown, complicated overbooked thing where two um, two brands would we're, war we're, over we're, having we're him. competing over it which i thought elevated both brands and really elevated bobby and the united states championship whereas i went for you know a really traditional classic uh just straight up singles feud while elevating someone else yeah mm. uh yeah i mean but you, you be you are obviously the judge of who's better and out of 300 and 3783 oh, what a great you, number that is uh 60 percent uh, voted for Luke. Yes, mate. That's my first fantasy booking warfare, and I think like two. Uh, I think that's uh, oh, mate. I'm so I was really chuffed to win that one because I was very proud of that Bobby Roode one. Yeah. Well, you know, I won Baron, mm-hmm. and I also won the SummerSlam predictions. Yep. So for the the month of August, I still lost. I now hold the title. <laughs> Whoa! Yay! I've got it back, but it doesn't really matter because the Wonder Rolly secret is out there. Yeah, we didn't really, we didn't really come up with anything to kind of put on the line. We no. didn't want to just do something for me and something for you. We need something that both of us could do. You but can't it, shave your I beard. Can't, that's all the suggestions ever are. Shave your beard. It's not going to happen. Mm. So we can't really do that, and we haven't had any other better suggestions. Yeah. So uh, for, of course, this is a new month now, September. Oh, mate. First of the month. Well, Pinch sort of. First of the month. It was actually on Saturday. Uh, it was Friday, isn't it? Yes. Whatever day it is. <laughs> yeah, whatever day it was. Uh, please do Bearing send in. We are recording this on a Thursday. Yeah, it's so. quite complicated time-wise. So it's like an NXT taping, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it are we going to grow our hair out yeah. suddenly? If anyone's watching this, it'd be like, they're wearing the same T-shirts they were wearing in Saturday's show. It's yeah. because we're recording Saturday's show and today's show. Uh, after the other, and we've recorded lots of Patreon uh, yeah. shout-outs as well. We've it's been a, a wrestle ramble heavy day. We've been in here for a while. It's it's not the nicest smelling Certainly place not, now. No. There are going to be people just moving away from me left, right, and centre mm. when I get onto the tube to go home. But more so, more so than more usual. More so than usual. Uh, yes, yeah, so Luke won that one, but overall yes. I won August, whereas you won July. So now that I guess this is the rubber match. I guess this so. is a condom month. <laughs> Uh, to use a thing I've just made up. Uh, yeah, if you can come up with anything to put on the line, so a forfeit at the end of September. That both of us can do. That both of us can do. So, you know, like, I don't know, a, we don't have a paintball gun. Uh, waxing. We can wax a part of our body. I've got a f- wedding, man. Yeah, but you're not going to have your chest out. Yeah, but I've got the wedding night as well. Oh, and you're going to be filming that? Does the photographer follow you in there? Well, no, but my lady partner will be Okay, what do you think we should do? Because (laughs) I'm getting married. I'm Luke. (laughs) That's all I hear about these days. Can't do that. I'm getting married. In fairness, I can't do that sort of stuff because I am getting married. I know, I'm just being facetious. Is there anything off the top of your head that you can do? No. Pain stuff we could probably do, which would be fun. As long as I don't break anything. Mm. Yeah, I guess we could. But like what? Well, I think someone said just that paper cuts. Someone said oh. that, like, uh, oh, someone. I think someone said in the comments once about dressing up as wrestlers and reenacting entrances, um, like out in the streets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's always a possibility. Oh, I don't like the sound. <laughs> See, public embarrassment is uh, it's not not, not, my it's not forte. forte. This okay. So here's the problem. You can uh, do it on a video. Quite fine. Yeah. Here's the thing, uh, Oliver Davis. You and I have come up with this concept of doing these these monthly competitions because. YouTube viewers like these sort of monthly competitions where two people compete against each other and there's an eventual winner and they, the eventual loser has to do something at the end of that month. We come up with this concept, not really an, an original concept, 
multiple channels have done this sort of thing. We're not claiming to be original here. You will tell us who else has done this concept. Absolutely. And and probably done it better because we've come up with this concept neither of you want neither of us really want to to do any of the punishments mm-hmm. um because anything that gets suggested i can't do on getting married you can't do because you get too embarrassed i mean it's a shame so what culture did one quite recently so we couldn't do it uh where they drink all the milk oh man i used to do that when in my teenage years me and my mate used to go up to the mm-hmm. um the park to do that you just uh, down a four pints of milk and then and throw up everywhere why Why was that your last time? Because <laughs> it's just something we would do. Just like, oh, do you fancy going out to the park and just drinking some milk? And, and vomit. And vomit. <laughs> so I've never done it. I've never... But I like milk. Yeah. And you know when you know when you see people do the cinnamon challenge and you're like, well, it can't be that bad. It's, I reckon h- it's I could do so it. much harder than you think. But it, of course it is. Of yeah. course it is. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I could probably take the hell in a cell bump. <laughs> I, of course I couldn't, but I'm a stupid idiot. There's a stupid idiot inside my head that goes, you know, I could do that. Mm-hmm. It's not so special, mate. <laughs> and that's how I feel about the milk. I'm like, it can't be that hard. But obviously it is hard because everyone who's ever done it throws up. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I like milk. Yeah. I could probably do it. I suppose I really shouldn't do it now because I'm meant to be I'm meant to be mostly vegan these days. Maybe we should do the cinnamon one then. I don't know. We've got we've talked about this far too long already. We've got we've a, once, we've we've once got a again, mailbag to dive into. We once again feel like we're skipping over the question that's been sat in our yes. uh, inboxes for the last couple of months. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
So the story, okay, so the story I was going to tell prior to this email coming, uh, yeah. us getting to this email, is we were watching NXT this morning. It is a Thursday, so NXT was on last night. And this emailer is always at NXT shows. She's been watching the Wrestle Ramble since we started doing this. She's been in touch with us quite a few times. She's actually, I've, I've had conversations with her about NXT because I've been a bit critical of the crowd sometimes. And she, as part of that crowd, is very, is obviously defensive of that crowd. And that's absolutely fair enough. That's a really good thing to be doing. And it's got to the point now where every time we see her in the crowd at NXT, we'll just go, there she is. There's Karen. Yeah, there, mate. There's, there's, there's Karen. There's our Hi, mate, Karen. Karen. Hello, Karen. And I'm, I messaged her today. I was just like, every time I watch NXT now, I just, I'm all, I always spot Karen. I don't know what it is. I always just, I was like, there she is. What you should do is... Uh, She's the new Izzy. Yeah, to, to make it not weird at all, you should just, <laughs> whenever you do see her on TV, just, just tweet her. <laughs> I can see you. It's not weird. I can see you. It's a fun. It's a fun interacting with the fans. Smi- smiley emoji face. <laughs> I can see you. Maybe but, get a screenshot. Zoom in on her. Way yeah. too close. I can, I can see, see you. you. I can see picture. But she messaged me back Watch today. It late at night. But the point is, she messaged me back today to say like. At least NXT don't cut me out of uh, their shows, unlike this, these rambling guys who have uh, been mm. sitting on my email for the last couple of months. <laughs> I was like, I mean, those guys, those guys oh, sound like dicks. <laughs> that is sassy. <laughs> well, let's let's dive into this. Okay, so here is the email that we haven't answered for ages. Yeah. <laughs> so do we actually need to get some context for this, or is the context provided in the email? I think the context is provided in the email. Yeah. Karen goes to NXT. She lives, I, I assume she lives locally mm-hmm. to uh, in Orlando near the Performance Center where yeah. NXT is filmed. So she goes to a lot of the tapings. We often see her in the front rows of yeah. the shows. And I think there was, I'd uh, made a comment about the, the NXT audience. Right, yeah. And I had said that I, I don't, I'm not overly fan of the NXT audience sometimes. Yeah, because I think, uh, be, I think if you go back, it was probably more like, I hate the NXT audience. <laughs> I think they I pro- ruin everything. I probably called them dicks. And I, I said I called them entitled dicks oh. because it was the Asuka, um, Nikki Cross, last man, uh, last man standing match where the crowd spent more time chanting, we can't see. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is what Karen, on hearing Luke's outrageous <laughs> Outrage- shoot, outrageous comments, you shot on the NXT <laughs> crowd. Yeah. Karen emailed in and said, "Dear Ollie and Luke, each time I watch Ramble and negative things are said about the full sale crowd on the program." It hurts. I'm one of the loud and proud folks at ringside each month, and there are so many factors which contribute to the atmosphere of Full Sail Live. While many of us try to shut down the smarky fans, a large portion of the crowd are university-age boys who think they are funny when they are exceptionally offensive. The problem is the security in Full Sail is more likely to punish those trying to break up or quell the jerks ruining the atmosphere for everyone. People are afraid to stand up because we'd be the ones more more likely to be thrown out, especially when on the hard cam side. So that's the the crowd you can see behind the ring. It's opposite the camera that films it. Unfortunately, some at full sail don't observe the number one rule of progress in the majority of their life, i.e. don't be a dick. At a taping in February, some monster screamed, Peyton, show us your... a word for a... A cat. But it's not, though. It, it, that's what we thought it was. Because oh, uh, Karen, it Karen, Karen started it out, and I messaged her back saying, like, I thought it was a really disgusting thing to say. Actually, what the crowd was shining was, Peyton, show us your penis. And insinuating, insinuating that she is a man. Okay. During a quiet moment in her match against Asuka, 
Uh, so just imagine that you know Asuka and Peyton Royce are fighting and someone quite quiet moment which would be a great mo- which would be a great match Peyton shows his penis like it's, it's quite juvenile yeah. uh, a fight nearly broke out in the stands and Peyton was devastated as a woman who is a fan of wrestling I was offended as a person sitting by ten <laughs> year old Izzy who is the the super fan of Bailey she's brought up in every video package about Bailey and other children I was mortified. What upset me the most was that security and the WWE staff did nothing, absolutely nothing. People were begging security to throw the individual out, but their blanket response was, no one can prove it was him, when there were like 30 people all pointing in the direction of the individual responsible, who was loudly continuing his tirade. <laughs> she and Asuka wrestled through the match, and many of us cheered louder to drown them out, drown this guy out. Unfortunately, it seems the microphones over the crowd tend to be over the bleacher area, and there is no penalty for people being terrible individuals. I'm not asking for apologies for you or to censor your work in any way. I just believe you deserve an honest, uh, an open dialogue from a loyal fan. Sincerest regards, Karen. See, that's a really, it was a great email, which is why we felt bad that it's taken us so long to get to it, but as we had patrons stuff to get to. But it also, and as particularly after SummerSlam weekend, it really does open up that conversation of do smarky crowds ruin wrestling? Because for me, and this is why I have now stopped myself saying the full sale crowd, and I just say parts of the full sale crowd, mm. as well. We should really say parts of the full sale universe, uh, parts of the WWE universe. It is the smarky fans who do often sometimes ruin NXT shows for me because those are the people you hear. It's always the loud minority that you hear over the silence majority. It's always just like that. Those, those just comments that you're like, oh god, that just winds us up, and it reminds me of when. They uh, NXT were doing their first show on the road. They were going to do their first takeover outside of the Full Sail Arena. And every time oh, they yeah. mentioned it, the crowd booed. Oh, I should say the crowd. Portions of the crowd kept booing. And Kevin Owens get, used to get really annoyed about it, saying, like, you want NXT to grow, but every time we it does grow, you boo. Mm. And it was a great little, like, heel promo by, by Kevin Owens, which is why he's great. And, yeah, and it, it reminds me as well of the... It was a post-WrestleMania, it was the WrestleMania after Raw, during a uh, a women's match. It was probably back in the time of Divas matches. It was probably like just a, a random eight-woman tag match. And the crowd, man, the stuff they were chanting, which wasn't Cena sucks or you guys suck. It was you suck Cena, you suck Uso. Mm. And I was like, come on, guys. And when they chant that and then love, that always leads to the chant of we are awesome. They're like, no, you're not. You're awful people. Yeah, uh, it it is quite a rare instance. It though, is a rare I'd instance. Say. Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I mean, yeah. those chants haven't happened since. But we of are... course, there was Beach Baller Mania, which ran wild. And we are awesome. Chants were happening out uh, throughout SummerSlam weekends. And uh, to be honest, the first two times, the first two Raw after WrestleManias, those we are awesome chants were well deserved. The first time the with the Fandango and Dolph Ziggler's cat was Dolph Ziggler's cash in the, the year after. But when when the Raw after Mania first became a thing, like that crowd was something. It, I was telling people about the crowd. Yeah, but that's it, how funny it was. But the crowd were into all the wrestlers. They weren't into themselves. They, they were into themselves. They were trying. We are. But awesome, they were also. But they were the also into massively into the wrestling. Whereas, yeah. like that, like the wrestling side of that started to die away, mm. and the let's get ourselves over started to grow. And that, unfortunately, is sort of the mentality a lot of the uh, the wrestling community feels about the full sale audience they're just there to get themselves over rather than watch the wrestling in the ring when as karen points out karen goes there i presume all the time because we freaking see her all the time <laughs> yeah. on tv on the network you've got all the screen caps right that, that uh 
that it's it is a most people most of the nxt diehards are just happy to go along and watch and be entertained and cheer the right people absolutely Uh, but these smarky fans are probably just like you know just a gang of about four people who do start up these nonsense chants Mm -hmm. now here's my view on it because i always find it I always like to approach things from a logistical, practical standpoint because it's all well and good saying smart fans are ruining wrestling or people shouldn't chant uh, Peyton, show us your penis. And then he said, penis, show us your penis. Don't know what that says about my subconscious (laughs) uh, or beach baller mania and stuff like that. But like, like how do you stop that? Because wrestling is exploiting the... Uh, stupid adolescent side of everyone. Like, the whole point is to go to this live event and everyone pretends, almost like a pantomime, which is a very camp form of theatre in the UK, that these these semi-naked people in the ring play fighting that it's real. And that there can be comedy involved in this. Comedy matches are some of my favourite things. Uh, the, the, the promos are often that you can range to like hot promos where it's it's very aggressive or to comedy promos which are just as good and fun but so when you're exploiting that side when when wrestling really needs that side of uh childhood or adolescent um naivety and just whatever that is unfortunately that is gonna bring bad stuff with it i'm saying it's it's impossible to have one and not the other and unfortunately, the way the NXT crowd is, because I think you've got the same groups of people coming there. It's next to a university, as you said. You're going to get uh, the occasional drunk student in there. It's very difficult to, to, to... I mean, how do you legislate against this? How do you stop this from happening? I love... One of my favourite things in the world is to get drunk at independent wrestling shows because it helps me go... Helps me get invested that little bit more because I can just check the cynicism a bit and I'm just like yeah but I like to think I'm cheering the right people and cheering and booing the right people but I you know I was at progress in the early days which was very much the crowd were almost the third person in the match that's where I cut my independent wrestling teeth and that was very much the crowd are a part of this you know wrestlers independent wrestlers do this thing where they're gonna ha 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 hey uh, hoo, hoo. and they do sound right effects the with every sorry with every <laughs> strike and it will, we found it hilarious. And I was one of the people doing it to go, ha, hey, ha. And it would, it would make the crowd laugh, but it was still fun in the ring. It was all, st- it was just all fun. I don't know how the wrestlers thought about that, but you know, at the end of the day, it's the fans who've paid to come and see it. And everyone was on the same page. I, I'm just going to put myself over here. Back when Noam Dar used to wrestle for progress before he went over to uh, the cruiserweight division in wwe i did the greatest chant i've ever done mm-hmm. so uh noam dar was from scotland so one of uh, scotland's national dishes is a deep fried mars bar <laughs> which is yeah. yeah and uh, when noam dar came out people would chant deep fried mars bar <laughs> very good at one point in the match can't remember who it was against Noam Dar got someone in a armbar, and I just yelled uh, to a completely uh, a quiet crowd, "Deep fried armbar!" <laughs> Everyone clapped. You know, that was, that yeah, was yeah. yes. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You, it's hard to say. Don't say like stop saying this because it 
I don't. I just don't see how you stop this from happening. Well, okay. So there's 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 two sides to this, and I appreciate all the points that you've made. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I overly agree with everything that you've said, but there are two sides to to this. So, WCW back in the day, they used to book their arenas, particularly about how many bars were close by. Mm. Because uh, Kevin Sullivan used to tell these sorts of stories about WCW all the time. They would book areas where there were like how many bars there were per square mile. Because that means you'd get more drunk fans who are either going to come to the show because they've already bought tickets or are going to buy a ticket because they're now drunk and want to go and watch a wrestling show. And that's why WCW crowds were very, very rowdy. As Kevin Sullivan would say, they weren't going to church on a Sunday. They were going to all the bars. Mm. Um, and they, so that's how they got their really, really passionate crowds or passionate sounding crowds. But those people were going there to watch wrestling. They weren't there to go and start chants about themselves or we are drunk, we are drunk, <laughs> or like um, uh, China, show us your whatever. They weren't there to do that sort of thing. Not really China because it was WWF, obviously, but Asia was their version. They, they weren't there to do that sort of thing. They were just there to, to see the stars that they liked, the popular people that they knew and, and recognize, cheer those, and boo everyone else. So that worked mm. for WCW. That has since changed, where, as you say now, people do get drunk and go to these shows, and as, as Karen says in her email, go to these NXT shows and just chant things that they think are funny, as opposed to cheering for wrestlers, booing heels, and this, that, and the other, and enjoying the show. They're just there to go and just chant, chant stuff. Mm. And with NXT, I think it, it's heard more, because there are a lot of moments of quiet from the NXT crowd understandable it's a long long taping um schedule you're there you're you know there for hours on end watching very very short matches and probably not a lot of in-ring segments so it's just match 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 by the end of the night you're probably exhausted you've yeah. seen you've seen you've probably seen roderick strong wrestle three times you know this and the other the, the, the third time roddy comes out his reaction is not going to be as loud as it was the first time so yeah i mean it's it's, it's difficult because i i'm not the sort of person who thinks you should censor people in crowds I think that you should shout down people who chant stupid things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you can't stop people chanting stuff. In the same way that you can't stop, you couldn't stop people bringing in beach balls. However, I just look down on those people who bring in beach balls because I think they've done that for the wrong reason. So that's, I think that's more or less where I stand on it. So the question, are smarky fans ruining wrestling? And to a degree, I think yes. Only because I don't say I'm, I'm not saying that is a blanket statement. Yes, smarky crowds are ruining wrestling because I, I actually going back to the NXT audience. That NXT audience is the reason why uh, Film Balor is a, is a star. It's the reason why Sasha, Charlotte, and every and all these people were just like seen as mm. the, NXT was seen as the place to be. You go to NXT shows because the crowd are so hot. That is the only brand in WWE where everyone in the crowd seemingly were into the actual wrestling that was going on, as opposed to Raw and SmackDown, where you just cheer, you cheer entrances and you cheer finishes. Um, and also because of NXT, you could argue is why we have the women's revolution on the main roster. Because on the main roster, when you had the four horsewomen and you had all those other female stars down there, on the main roster, you had divas wrestling where it was given five minutes on the pay-per-view it was considered to be the piss break wasn't taken seriously at all and you had a lot of the female talent up on the main roster going like why can't we be more like nxt and it took them a little while but eventually they just brought up some of that talent and we said like now we're going to start taking women's wrestling seriously because women's wrestling was invented then 
I think that's I think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the WWE years ago. yeah that's the WWE narrative wasn't it well, yeah. no, it was Mae Young wrestled for about 70 years yeah and then wrestling uh, it started in WWE that's right yeah, yeah I think, yeah, I think 20, that's 2015 yeah I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. more or less the, the, the narrative they've driven yeah but so but like women's wrestling at its at its apex and the reason why it was taken seriously is because of that hot NXT crowd so yeah I mean can, I, I don't think smart fans are ruining wrestling to a degree but I do think they are ruining it to a different degree because We've had so many conversations about crowds mm. in recent times. We've done so many videos where we brought up how the crowd were being unruly and how the crowd were trying to make it more about themselves, how the crowd weren't watching the, the matches. And I just feel that within wrestling, we shouldn't be talking about the crowd as much as we currently do. However, sorry, and I will let you make mm. your point. I'm gonna, I will stop talking. The, um, uh, Kevin on the Attitude Era podcast has always said that he can't enjoy a match if the crowd aren't into it because the crowd are the third person in the match and if a crowd are bored throughout the match the match is difficult to watch mm. is the other is the other. Like the final point i will make yeah well it's uh, as much as we talk about beach balls and this uh, not very nice chant at all that is the, i mean that is not a very nice <laughs> chant at all uh, i mean it's it's more juvenile, it's so juvenile. That, than it is uh, really it, really super offensive because i thought it was the cat version well that pee, that's what i thought it was which at would be first, awful. which is really awful yeah, yeah. Uh, but the we do also criticise crowds for being quiet, mm-hmm. you know, sitting on their hands, not making an atmosphere. So you've got these two extremes, like smarky fans just out for themselves and the, the dead audiences aren't into anything. And then, you know, it's like anything. Smarky fans aren't ruining wrestling. They're just... Smarky is just a very derogatory way of saying very, very passionate. We are... I would say we're smarky fans. No, no, We've got a I, YouTube channel about wrestling. Yeah, I suppose I was a part of the Smart Mark community, mm. uh, Smart Mark forums. Shout out to TSM back in the day. Yeah. Like, I love the TSM forums. And, and it's like... It but with any part of society, you'll have this, you know, huge group of people. And just by... I think if I was to say to you, and this is a, a Joe Rogan thing that he always brings up. You've got a hundred people in a room. How much would you bet that there is at least one idiot in that room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that and that's probably that's, that's a conservative I, I, estimate. I was going to say yeah, that, that's probably a bigger number than that. Yeah. That, that one person in a room of a hundred is an idiot. Mm-hmm. Now you've got wrestling. So uh, like, what's that? Like three, four, five million people in the world maybe who watch wrestling at WWE at least. That means you're dealing with. I can't. My maths is no good now. But that I think that is uh, to be one hundred percent. It's like it's like ten. Oh my god! I'm gonna. It's a lot of people. You've mm-hmm. got a lot of idiots, right? In the, in that amount. So you just. It's just human nature. What this? It is, is human nature that there will always be idiots. Yeah. Also, I was going to say as well. Is smarky a derogatory term for for fans like us? Because I I would I actually think that smarky fans has become a derogatory term from the smart mark. So you and I are considered to be smart marks because we think we know all the inside track on on wrestling, right. and we know inside baseball terms like finish uh. and heat and things like that. So that makes us smart marks mm. as opposed to just being marks. And then from that there's those people who are then just out for themselves and those are smarky fans oh man i don't even know that's how i that's how i always thought it was broken down you have marks who are just watching this because wrestling is on and aren't really interested in the backstage stuff Mm. and you have smart marks who read the observer and then from that you have the smarky fans who are the raw after mania crowd 
I mean, I, you've got a, a it's portion all, of them. It's all derogatory. It's all traced <laughs> back to derogatory. The idea of a fan being a mark is a wrestler. There's an easy person yeah, I can it, sell it, a gimmick to. If you watch um, heist movies where you have someone who is yeah. tricking someone, that person is called a mark. Yeah. Because you are tricking them. And, and uh, the smart mark is the person who knows that you're tricking them. So yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the bit of it. But I'm very sorry that that's happened in the NXT crowd. And I'm very sorry if you thought that we were being directed toward the NXT crowd. We were just, we should say portion of the crowd. Our next question comes from Moises Coronado. I'm sure I butchered that pronunciation, so you're welcome. He writes, if you can go back in time, like any era, or change one thing about the WWE, what would it be? Mine would be keeping kayfabe alive and not exposed, and somehow wrestling might be betrayed as a real sport (laughs) and not rubbish. Mm. So, Luke, what one thing would you change in wrestling history or in general? It's weird as well, because I think you and I have come at this from very different things, because I've just seen your notes there, and I do very much agree with everything that you have said. We should say the the first one, because, you know, it goes without saying, we'd stop a lot of the deaths. Yeah, uh, you know, unprotected chair shots, just remove yeah, those yeah, from yeah. history. Uh, the diving headbutts, just remove that from history as well, because that led to a I lot mean, of... I mean, I would have... Chris Benoit, I just, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, that sort of Owen thing. Owen Hart. Yeah. I would change Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. So those sorts of things, you know... You... But those are very definitive yeah. answers. It wouldn't create a nice five-minute discussion piece. <laughs> no. So... Those out of the way, what would you change? So, Luke? actually, I'm going to be coming this at a very different angle that you have in your ones, even though I very much do agree with the other ones that you've got on here. If there was one thing that I could change in WWE, it would be the period of uh, between 2005 and 2009, 10. Um, actually, maybe in 2003, 2004, sort of like that period where Ring of Honor and TNA were starting to, to come up and make some moves. And if I'm changing something just about WWE... I would change their idiotic policy that they had, which was, these smaller guys can't get over. Do you know what we need? Big, muscly dudes. That's what the kids want to see these days, Mm. which is not what people wanted to see. It's why people stopped tuning into WWE shows and really haven't gone back. That's why we got these sort of low TV ratings. And I, I wonder if, had they just ignored that stupid idiotic 80s mentality that they had and looked at what the independent circuit was doing and looked at guys like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, Elix Skipper, James Storm, just looking at all these guys who were tearing it up on the independency and doing these having these amazing matches um, and looking at them going like, actually, yeah, do you know we need to give them on a, put them on our TV shows. We need to make them into a big, make them the stars of this product mm. rather than just having big roidy dudes who like ah oh, do you know who we Mordecai he's the guy that we should be pushing on TV maybe maybe WWE wouldn't be in a very different place now mm. that's and, a good answer yeah thank you very much yeah because that is such a it's such a dry spell of WWE oh, awful and and you it, it comes around the same time as the celebrity guest hosts and the anonymous Raw GM exactly was, yeah ugh, a dark dark period a really dark period and you'd have also got those guys when they were in their prime as well like mm. you know like a P.E. Williams that kind of guy you put him up onto the onto the main stage it would have been great so uh, I started like I was just writing down some ideas they're here uh, initially I was like god I wish the CM Punk storyline was done much better yeah so you had the pipe bomb then the Money in the Bank match two of my favourite wrestling memories ever through blowing the kiss to Vince McMahon through the crowd and off he goes and then they could have done so much with that storyline but it was just 
old-fashioned wrestling hours of conversations yeah. that me and my friends had around that time of like i don't know what they're gonna do what like, could they do what yeah. could they do here and we like fancy booked so many different scenarios like i wonder if they've got a working relationship mm-hmm. with ring of honor and he's actually he's actually going to go to ring of Honor yeah. and defend it love him to go around to these independent circuits and just defend the wwe championship but it's not that no okay because i was like oh actually the year before was nexus certainly was and you could have like CM Punk was just one guy. You could have made a megastar, sure. But maybe Nexus, you could have had like three or four megastars. Mm-hmm. And this would have been the launching platform for, for them. If I'm going for a numbers game, I should choose this one, right? And then I thought, wait a second. There's an even bigger version of this about a decade ago. The Invasion. Yeah. So the Invasion was another big thing that they could have done right and made an even... Kept hold of all those wrestling uh, people... Don't, before you jump in though mm-hmm. it's not that either because as you're about as you were speaking about ROH and TNA I was like I am approaching this in the wrong way also if I could change anything in wrestling WCW would still be a company as okay. bad as it was as bad as it was at the end what? who's to say that it couldn't have like you know TNT's bought out there's the AOL Time Warner merger which uh, you know many people put the blame on for getting WCW the can maybe they say we're going to bring in some some of our own people TV writers mixed in with a few great wrestling minds they're going to head it up and WCW and WWE just carry on there's all the, the two major nationally televised promotions that are just carrying on and Ring of Honor takes over the ECW slot TNA is like a really strong fourth And then you're like, ah, because what we've got now is WWE and it tries to manufacture this this uh, this conflict of competition, which is what drives innovation and change. You know, that's why the Monday Night Wars uh, Wars were so good. And you're forced to create uh, new stars like where Stone Cold Steve Austin came from. You take chances. It's risks. it's, It's exciting. But we don't we don't have that. We've just got WWE. So if I was to change one thing it would be that WCW was still an entity and they were both still warring and they both kept each other on their toes and they were still innovating and it was always neck and neck. It's funny as well because I've been listening to uh, Tony Schiavone's podcast, What Happened When, it's mm. basically the, the WCW version of uh, something to wrestle with. And they, the episode that I was currently listening to was Greed uh, 2001, which was their final pay-per-view. the pay-per-view that we've uh, had on sort of intermittently throughout the day here mm. in, the, in the studio. And... Tony Schiavone makes a really excellent point and Dave Meltzer made this point as well in his, his Observer review at the time and they watched it and it was like we had a really salvageable product then Yeah, you, that final pay-per-view Dave Meltzer I, I, I'm going to paraphrase it but he said this show is sad because it shows that this company there's still life in there this is one of the best shows they've done in so long and it's the sort of show they should have been doing last year which was we're gonna we're elevating guys, we're trying to create new stars, we're putting younger guys over, we're we're building this whole new future for this company, and it's sad because it's the last thing they're gonna do. Mm. Like they like the match we just got there, they're crowning cruiserweight tag team champions. They've had this amazing tournament and they have this amazing finals, in which the younger guys went over. Elix Skipper and Kid Romeo won it over the established Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio. Everyone assumed that Mysterio and Kidman were going to win. No, we're elevating new guys. It's the sort of show they should have done a, a year previous. The Invasion is its mind-boggling to go back and watch. And in fact, if you're interested in that sort of thing, the Attitude Era podcast are currently uh, chronicling it. They've just started with King of the Ring 2001 and they're going to be going on from there. 
I feel like I plug that uh, podcast a lot. You do. In almost every episode of The Wrestle Rumble, but it's a very good podcast. And um, myself, I've been watching those 2001 Raws with quite some interest because I, I watched it a lot. I watched it when I was there at the time. Just going back and watching it now with hindsight 2020, 17 years, 16 years later, it's it's even more interesting because every episode you're like, they've just gone, they've had to go back to the drawing board. Mm. So you're watching it and you're like, okay, cool. This is where you could see the plan was going. This is the direction they were heading. Something on that show didn't work. So they were like, right, scrap everything. We're starting again. So then you watch the next show and you're like, okay, so now we're heading down this direction. And then something on that show didn't work. Like, scrap everything. Let's start again on the next one. Now we're going to go down this direction. And it's just fascinating to watch everything just fall apart week by week by week mm. until we got the invasion, which was Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo and all these WCW no-names that no one cared about. And it just made them look like chumps week in, week out. It's startling to watch. Mm. And the biggest waste of money. Invasion, the pay-per-view itself, is still it's the biggest pay-per-view they've done that's not a wrestlemania because it shows that even with that depleted wcw roster and they brought in ecw at the very last minute to try and bolster this all there's something we're gonna do this big five on five wwf versus wcw and ecw main event which was mostly ecw guys but actually when you look at that ring they were all wwf guys mm because you had the five WWF guys in the corner, the Dudley boys and Rhino, and you're like, okay, cool. Well, they've been WWF guys for so long now. Well, not Rhino in particular, but the Dudley boys, certainly. Uh, DDP and Booker T, who have just got here. Like, that does, it's not representative of what that war should have mm. been. Um, and it's such a shame. But and it, and it, people were interested, but they just they squandered all their opportunities. But that re- the invasion was just one big-time ultimate payoff to WCW versus WWF. I'm talking about... The, the yeah, no, biggest no, no, missing would, would have been yeah. this competition forever. But Luke, that is all we've got time for. Oh, I'm afraid. Man, man, that was a show. That well, was a show with questions. So, I mean, okay, so we started talking a bit like insider terms on the. Uh, well, not insider terms, we started going a bit deep into the invasion angle. And I could see this look in your eye. And I'd forgotten that we were against time and we needed to get out of here. And I'm there going, like, oh, maybe we could talk about the invasion, right? And you, we stopped recording and you looked and was like, now's the time now's the time you choose to talk about the invasion yeah it was like we we just spoke about <laughs> 10 minutes ago how we need to do this very quickly and we get to I, we didn't even talk about the invasion my point was wwe and wcw should still be no, around no, to compete it, against each it other just came up to me I was and like, then luke's like oh actually i'm gonna talk about the invasion now <laughs> one of like the biggest discussion points in wrestling you might have well have gone might have well have said you know what I think Vince McMahon was in the right for the Montreal Screwjob. <laughs> Discuss. Yes, very, very we're running sorry. out of time. Very sorry. So quickly, some iTunes reviews. Jake MCFC8 writes. I believe that's Manchester City Football Club. Man City Football Club? Yeah. Could be. I, I, I reckon so. Manchester. Yes, yeah. Simply phenomenal. Well, where to start? As AJ Styles would say, this is the house that Wrestle Ramble built. That- yeah, this is the house yeah. that AJ Styles built. Okay, yeah. yeah, that works. I thought there was more rhyming in that catchphrase, but there isn't, is there? The contrast of opinions to the way the hosts bounce off each other provides a fantastic listening with exceptionally great content. Woo! Thank you, Jake. Manchester City Football Club 8. Uh, and then Ollie slash co writes. Big- that's, that's a dash, not a slash. Dash writes. Big dog podcast. <laughs> it's not a good podcast. It's not a bad podcast. It's the podcast. Hashtag Murdoch is evil. Hashtag the Luke Owen show. Hashtag 
Ollie cross dresses and that's okay. Whoa, I'm glad yeah. you that. I'm glad you're progressive. I'm glad you're progressive. But that is all we've got time for. Thanks Mur for your reviews. Murdoch is evil. Uh, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Love you. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.